We hear a lot about artificial intelligence. Without a doubt, one facet of AI, machine learning, is becoming quite ubiquitous. Today's podcast is about a specific and exciting application of AI, natural language processing. NLP can provide a lot of value in some client interactions and can take your company down new paths of process automation. What you could do with NLP today in this episode of Georgian Partners Impact Podcast, I'm John Pryor. At our recent Georgia Partners Conference, where we had the CEOs and CTOs of our portfolio companies in attendance, we spent a great deal of time focused on what we see coming next after applied analytics. That's security first, messaging for business, and artificial intelligence. We brought in a number of thought leaders and were quite pleased to have Jason Brenier, the CTO of Idibon, to talk about NLP to our portfolio. And we're even more pleased to be sitting down with him now for this podcast. Welcome, Jason. Thank you for having me. So in a nutshell, why don't you tell us what Idibon does? Well, Idibon provides a platform that, that actually enables analysts to develop customized AI systems uh, for the automatic analysis of text data. Um, these systems can, can generally uh, be used to perform things like sentiment analysis, which you've probably heard of before, um, extract opinions from customer reviews, detect evidence of fraud in corporate communications, uh, identify practices in customer calls, like in the call center, and uh, even automatically route text messages. So we've got, a, we've got a very rich, deep solution that also goes quite broad. So in terms of accomplishing all this, how much of it is automated? Well, we're actually able to do this by using human-machine collaborative process called active learning. Um, in that process, humans serve as the experts, kind of the input to the, to the system, and then the machine will ask for additional input uh, so that it can get smarter over time. And um, when, when applied, the process can be used to develop models for any language uh, and any source of natural language data from social media to transcribed phone calls. And so far, we've uh, helped customers develop models in more than 60 languages including emoji. <laughs> yeah, the richness of a good emoji string just, just can't be beat. So, so in terms of machine learning, it's often talked about as a solved problem, and we all know it's probably not quite there yet. So as you take this from your research to applications, what's been your biggest challenges so far? Well, unfortunately, despite many exciting recent advances in machine learning, the core algorithms alone just aren't there yet. Uh, what they need is a little bit of help from humans to get to that 90% plus accuracy. Um, so sometimes humans are good at, uh, at being teachers or teaching a system, but the easiest way of, of teaching is through dialogue and interaction. And that's why uh, Itabon has designed its system to create kind of a feedback loop between subject matter experts and the AI. The feedback uh, loop actually allows humans to provide expert input, and it allows the AI to re respond and elicit additional input that allows it to improve its performance over time. Uh, with that type of system, we've been able to build highly accurate text analytics models in as few as 36 hours, which is pretty amazing. And uh, the best part about it is that the system can get smarter and smarter uh, over time as more and more input is elicited from the human. 36 hours is definitely amazing. So you've got what we call active learning, and you're bringing in more samples real time. But what else will make this different for you? 
The, the other challenge is ensuring the quality of that input data that the humans provide. As they say, garbage in, garbage out, and it turns out that humans can also be experts at producing garbage. So um, it's not always the human's fault, though. That's good. <laughs> yeah, uh, sometimes we, um, we've defined the task incorrectly, and so humans are they're doing their best, um, but they might have the wrong document labels. They might have the wrong set of categories, or perhaps you know, we've assumed the wrong relationships between those categories. So we've developed a process and set of metrics that help the system identify the bad labels the bad annotators sometimes, uh, and bad documents. Overall, this helps the system adapt and make decisions about what needs to change about the learning process in order to get the best model performance in the least amount of time with the least amount of human effort. And that's, that, that point is really important. Uh, you know, all of our customers want to limit the amount of uh, manual annotation that they have to do to build the AI. And I never, when we talked about the training of the model, I never thought about it that the, the judge or the trainer is becoming judged along the way. So that's pretty good. Exactly. <laughs> so when we often think about, when we think about business applications, we start with some infrastructure that does some enabling. So we're seeing machine learning becoming quite, you know, quite pervasive in terms of delivering analytic solutions. And we're really seeing that the thought of machine learning isn't, isn't differentiating more. Everybody's doing it. It's a, it's a bit of a, a business imperative at this point. But again, that's starting with the infrastructure and then we've got to deliver something on top of it. So as we think about, as I think about NLP as kind of this higher level application of AI, can you talk a little bit about how you see NLP as infrastructure versus an application, please? Sure, but let me go back a little bit first and, and talk about what NLP is. Um, it's generally viewed as a set of statistical and, and also rules-based uh, methods that allow us to automatically analyze the content of natural language data. And like I said before, uh, natural language data can take many forms from you know email, social media, transcribed phone calls, et cetera. Um, some things that we can do pretty well these days with uh, NLP systems uh, include four things. Uh, the first is sentiment analysis. Again, something that most, most folks have heard about. Um, that allows you to determine if a product review is positive or negative. Um, in some cases, it allows you to predict uh, the, in, the intent to buy uh, in uh, consumers' uh, social media or tweets. Uh, and uh, We've, we've even seen um, cases where there's a high correlation between um, that prediction of the intent to buy and actual car sales. The other thing that NLP can do really well is uh, something called topic modeling, where it will allow us to do things like identify the main product features that customers are complaining about in a call center. So it kind of groups uh, documents and comments together um, based on the, the theme or topical content. And then another thing we can do actually really well is document classification. This allows us to um, do things like determine if uh, a corporate email is responsive versus unresponsive for uh, e-discovery purposes. Mm -hmm. And the last is more of a kind of an in information extraction uh, task that we call named entity recognition. And uh, that'll let us do things like uh, identify and store the important pieces of confidential information in customer correspondence for um, HIPAA compliance, uh, say. So looking for social security numbers, looking for mentions of 
you know, people, places and things and, and, and things like that. So, so NLP is already way up the stack. I think of sentiment analysis. It's already delivering a result that's applicable. Even if it's just, it can be built into an app or a process, or it's already just relevant to someone who's analyzing existing data. So this document classification, these things are already getting high up on the stack. How high up can you go in terms of building off of, of, of some of these pieces of NLP? Well, it, it's kind of cool because you can use each of the things I mentioned and, and some of the other things that NLP uh, does as building blocks for even more sophisticated systems. Uh, just a couple of examples are um, automated messaging applications. Uh, an example of that would be Facebook M, which we've seen uh, a lot about uh, recently. Uh, automated scheduling applications with uh, X.AI and Amy. Um, also, I've seen automated alert generation systems for uh, things like insider threat and, and cybersecurity. And how much data do you need? And is the unstructured nature of this data much of a challenge? The good thing is there's no shortage of data for doing these types of things and performing NLP. Uh, unstructured and semi-structured language data is, is one of the fastest growing data sources around. Uh, again, think email, instant messages, um, blogs, etc. Um, in, in fact, every three months, the world's text messages exceed the word count of every book ever published in the history of mankind. <laughs> so we can, lever we can leverage all this data along with uh, rich contextual data. So the time that it was written, um, who wrote it, uh, various behavioral or kind of click-through data. Uh, we can leverage all that to build smarter AI systems. So if I'm a CEO... Um and I haven't really thought much about AI, or I know it's coming, and I'm realizing there's a lot of practical value in an NLP-type solution today. So if I'm thinking as a CEO now, you know, someone within our portfolio that wants to leverage NLP, what might they do? What might they look about from what their infrastructure has, how they might leverage something that's coming from an EDVON? Yeah, well, many companies can, can definitely use uh, this technology within their existing infrastructure. Um, for example, one of our customers is using our um, uh, RESTful API directly uh, to power a supply chain monitoring system where they look at um, a lot of news articles and automatically classify them. Uh, and then another is using that same API to automatically route incoming text messages in response to community health surveys. How do you work with customers and determine where they should be focusing? We want to make sure that we um, we add a great deal of value to um, uh, our our customers and um, provide some specific solutions. So we actually work with customers to first discover the value in their own unstructured data. A lot of times they they have no idea what's what's in there, um, and then um, we can also work with them to develop specific models for extract uh, extracting that value. Um, we've helped some customers with risk monitoring, uh, market intelligence, and even reducing customer churn in the call center. Wow. So as they implement it, then, uh, machine learning as a service, inside as a service, we're seeing more and more of that. Uh, how do you see fit in that space in terms of delivering this kind of in, a, in an on-demand manner? Yeah, we also provide uh, advanced NLP and text analytics as a service. Our goal is really to help any analyst or developer create a customized, highly accurate NLP model for their own data um, so that they can make use of all the things that, that I talked about, sentiment analysis, text classification, and information extraction.
At the same time, we also provide a system, however, for um, deploying text analytics models on site behind the firewall. Uh, and in fact, uh, our um, publicly available system, uh, Itabon Public, uh, can improve over time by calling home with um, annotated data, uh, sharing that as training data, and then uh, publishing updated models across a wide network of users. Excellent. As we know, the more data, the better. So it's, it's interesting you said you'll actually work with customers discovering the value of some of their data. So as a CEO is thinking about hiring, you know, we've often talked, uh, you and I have talked about it. We've had a number of podcasts on data science skills. What type of skills then should be looked at and thought about if someone's going to begin to get into this space for their applications? Well, uh, hiring a team of data science uh, professionals and machine learning experts and NLP experts is Definitely uh, not an easy thing to do these days. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's part of our uh, inspiration for the platform we've built because we're hoping that it could help data scientists and analytics experts uh, do a lot more with smaller teams. Um, with the web interface that we have, uh, it, it makes it possible to upload just a CSV file containing some data and begin training the, a the AI in minutes. Um, as far as our own team is concerned, uh, we've been incredibly lucky. Uh, I met our CEO and uh, our chief analysts uh, both uh, in the Stanford NLP lab back in graduate school. And uh, we've been able to really attract amazing talent um, with experience in you know, data science, machine learning, uh, statistics, natural language processing, just by kind of tapping into our network. So we found that to be really, really important. Uh, you know, use the team that you have, uh, tap into their, uh, their own personal network, and uh, you'll find that uh, great talent attracts uh, great talent. So awesome. we're also lucky to have an engineering team with an equal gender ratio. Oh, awesome. Awesome. That's great. So you, you kind of mentioned Idiban public trains on some of the data. So let's talk about what data a company might have if they need to go out and get more data. Uh, do you have a compelling data set they don't need to use their own data, what they might be augmented with? You've got the 27 flavors of this question, if you don't mind. The key is really having as much data as possible that's representative of the questions that you're trying to ask and the problems that you're trying to solve. So often we can bootstrap a model by using existing models. Uh, for example, we could use a generic sentiment model as a starting point for a customized sentiment model for, say, the financial services industry. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. In, in some cases, especially with our deep learning systems, we can leverage very large background corpora. Um, and those can be corpora that uh, are built from either publicly available data or um, data that's been provided by the customers. And, and that can be used to inform the models as well. In any case, we, we try to work with customers to determine what data they already have, because it's a great asset. And in particular, we look for opportunities to use any metadata or existing annotations that would reduce the amount of human input required. Oh, that's great. So I got to ask, great way to close this. Uh, I read about a project at Berkeley. Uh, they've got a computer that can detect sarcasm now. It's not better than a human. There's killer human elements involved because I saw that they need a hashtag of sarcasm so they get a little bit of a leg up to recognizing sarcasm. But is how good is this? Is this all true? <laughs> That's a question that we actually get asked all the time. 
Um, the key there is really, uh, and I think they talk about in their research, uh, contextualizing the interaction with you know any kind of information that you have access to. So, for example, who wrote it? Um, what their baseline behavior is, and is there some kind of deviation from that baseline? Um, looking at the discourse context, uh, you know, things that they may have said earlier on, um, and any other clues uh, in the exchange. So if you're lucky enough to have access to the uh, audio signal, um, you could look at things like intonation, um, but you can also look at things like emojis. <laughs> so if there's a a polarity mismatch, say, uh, between the text of the of the you know tweet and the emoji that follows it. That is, if the text is positive and the emoji is negative, then it could be a good indicator that there's some kind of sarcasm. So I don't know if if we're ending on emojis and that's a high point or that's just a sad statement. But this is a this is a great exchange, Jason. Thank you so much for your time. We we really appreciate it. it was great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. As you look at leveraging emerging technologies, natural language processing is a clearly understood and straightforward artificial intelligence solution. So when you're ready to further automate and improve the communications with your customers, NLP just might fit the bill. From one human to another, I think, this is John Pryor for the Impact Podcast.